Hello and welcome to the Student Council Podcast, an educational advice show made for students and by students where everyone's qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak and today I am so, so hyped to be joined by the one, the only, Vivica Henry. Woo woo! Hello! Hi everybody! Welcome! How are you doing today? Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty good. It's Tuesday, you know, almost fall break, so I'm just etching along. Absolutely. I'm rocking that like Tuesday is almost Wednesday. Wednesday is almost the end of the week. The end of the week is the weekend kind of logic. And the weather is definitely giving fall. So I'm here for it. The weather's giving fall. The fits are giving fall. Like I've been seeing some good sweaters on campus today. Like yourself oh, yeah. included. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Hard one probably oh actually no this just happened um i ordered a vacuum like a handheld vacuum for my room and my roommate just came back and so i showed her and it was like the happiest time ever and i was so excited to have a handheld vacuum to like vacuum up our floor and just make it so easy to clean so that has been the best i don't know if it lasted five minutes but probably from unboxing it and everything it was the best that's incredible a handheld vacuum a vacuum in general is a game changer when it comes to a dorm room but like a nice little handheld one to get into everywhere it needs to like all the corners and stuff yes yes that is some serious like college style adulting right there (laughs) no but i'm so happy like i ordered it on sunday and it's here by tuesday like what is life what is life we are living in the 21st century everybody i I feel your joy. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Vivica, why did you choose to go to the University of Michigan Ross School of Business? Um, Once I got into Ross, it was actually kind of a no-brainer. So I found out like the Thursday before I flew out in April that I was into Ross. And when I visited, it was just like, it all made sense. Everything kind of clicked. I walked the camp. Actually, no, I went up to where I work now, the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. And I talked to the receptionist who I'm now great friends with and I talked to the admissions director and everything and I was like can I get into a tour group they let me in and I did a tour of Ross and I like heard all the stories and my tour guide guide was great and I just I loved how proud the students were to talk about the school and the facilities I mean the building once you walk into Ross it's just breathtaking like the architecture and the amount of money they've invested in the school and I was like okay if they're investing this much money into the buildings like how much are they investing into the students and I think it's like they're just investing so much into the students um monetarily and non-monetarily so that was really what I was looking for I was looking for a place that was gonna challenge me and push me to be better but also a place where I could still like grow and flourish and not just like crumble down so Ross checked all those boxes and yeah, I was just, I wanted to go out of state. I wanted um, a place that had four seasons and I wanted like the quintessential college town. And I think Ann Arbor definitely fits that in far as like walkability and like football games and just sports in general there's definitely something for everybody in Ann Arbor. So yeah. yeah. And you've maximized the sports game too. Like you were out there at like the tennis matches, the gymnastic <laughs> yes. meets. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I've been to both men and women's gymnastics, wrestling, tennis, um, football. And then this year, I'm trying to do all of those plus like hockey, volleyball, and um, women's tennis this year. That's the goal. That's plus a good like goal. plays. I got a bunch of plays and like productions on campus. Uh, so just trying to be as involved as possible. Yeah, 10,000%. Wait, I'm curious, who was your tour guide when you, that first tour guide? Chris. His name was Chris. Um, He graduated, actually. I was his last tour um, that he gave at Michigan. Because, like, 
when I found out, I was like the last wave of acceptances into Ross. So I was his last tour at Ross. And yeah, he was just phenomenal. He was great. Aww. I met my mentor, um, Karen, through that tour. And I literally talked to her for probably like an hour after the tour. And now, and then I was able to like be with her for a whole year and work with her. So that was great. It was great. I miss Karen. Somebody was like talking about, like I was talking to a freshman. They're like, yeah, like our tour guide is like Pose and Quants. And I'm like, Karen. I'm, yes, I miss shout her. out, shout out. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to all the ambassadors. Wait, who was working front desk? Last question. It was Gabe. Gabe, Gabe. was working front desk. And I actually just saw him today. But no, I was like, I had, I was so nervous talking to him. I don't even know why I was so nervous. But I was nervous. And I was like asking him so many questions. And I was just like, I now as a person who works front desk, I was like, oh my gosh. But it was fine. It all worked out. I got into a tour group and yeah. The rest is history. Yes. I like how you were Chris's last tour. I was Rashika's first tour, which is kind of funny. Oh my gosh. So there's some, some mirroring there, but I'm glad yeah. to have glad i have another ambassador back on the show this is this is hype now we're both sophomores vivica we're both Mm -hmm. in the same many of the same courses in ross but i'm curious what was like that sophomore transition how did that look for you were there any surprises that came up i feel like sophomore i was actually more nervous going into my sophomore year than freshman year only because like freshman year i was like so excited i was like this is a full new chapter like i'm going out of state i'm gonna live with two new people that i don't know like there's so many like first as a freshman and then as a sophomore it's kind of like I had all my routines as a freshman and like I knew how to hang out with friends in certain places because like we all had our own routines we all knew our classes and now it's like okay now I have to start that all over again so now it's like okay the people I hang out with I really have to make an effort to hang out with them because all of my friends are in different majors we all have different class schedules and live different places now so that was probably like one of the biggest challenges just like finding my my like groove but actually like I don't know sophomore year it's pretty good it's definitely ramped up as far as like business classes like we're in the same section so we literally have all the same classes for the next three years um but I also think that's like super exciting because every single sophomore is going through the same thing so it's like even if I'm talking to a friend that's not in the same section it's like we can still help each other and study together so that's been really nice I feel like Ross has definitely become smaller um and I feel like I I never leave the building which (laughs) I love um but yeah no sophomore year has been great uh it's just been going so fast like yeah so fast um i haven't gone to a single play yet or a production which i'm very sad about but there'll be time for that um Mm -hmm. it is football season that kind of takes precedent right now um but no it's been good football is its own kind of production no football is literally a full-on production like yeah there's a band there's music they just need to be singing and dancing (laughs) there's different acts there's four acts yeah there's four acts plus an intermission like Mm -hmm. yeah and like this, the final score is whether it's a tragedy or a comedy. Exactly, and yeah. we have all been making comedies so far because we are undefeated. Undefeated in our comedic reign. Undefeated. So. Hail to the victors, baby! Yeah. Yes, that is. Uh, it's so exciting. You're right, though. It's so fast. What was it? I think was it accounting or TO yesterday, where somebody was like, the professor's like, "Yeah, we're halfway through the semester," and I'm like you sure no, literally i'm like how are we halfway through the semester like i thought it was just syllabus week and i thought the wi-fi was just out <laughs> like like what? what i so that's been wild but also like I, I feel like also just like recruiting for everything feels more real sophomore year like you're recruiting for internships and like you're kind of figuring out setting everything up for junior year and like recruitment junior year so like that's definitely been been uh a time for that sure that has been a time yeah, you've been you've been good with the recruiting stuff. You've I feel like been inspiring me to to get on those applications. 
I I try, you know, I try. That's, yeah. yeah, live, laugh, love those McKinsey mini games. Um, <laughs> shout out, love it. It's so good. Shout out, they're so good. Okay, I'm curious about the housing experience. I think especially U of M is a really interesting thing. But mm. where did you kind of live initially on campus? What was your general take on Michigan housing? And then where are you now? So freshman year, I lived at Oxford, which is by a lot of the fraternities. It's considered on the hill, but it's like an eight minute walk away from like all the dorms that are on the hill. Um, I actually loved Oxford, contrary to popular opinion. Um, I loved that it was like far enough away from campus that it felt like you were going home and like it was like work and then it's like home. And it was also like really nice because you were really close to the ARB. It was pretty residential, um, but like you weren't. It wasn't like North Campus, like you didn't have to take a bus, but like you also still had three ways to get onto campus. So actually four ways to get onto campus. Um, and I love the dining hall. The breakfast was superb. Um, now this year I'm living on central campus closer to Ross. I'm like a five minute walk away when I need to be and when I'm running late to classes. <laughs> um, that's been great. I actually like my room. I like being able to come back to my dorm during the day. Like when I was at Oxford, it's like I'm out. I'm out for the whole day. Anything I need, like if I'm in a suit, I'm in a suit all day. If, you know, everything was very planned out because I was at least 12 minutes away from campus but like depending on where I was going I was like half an hour or 20 minutes away so cutting down my time and travel has been great although I do miss my walks I will say mm -hmm. but no like and then also like finding housing was I was very lucky in getting into the dorms um, a lot of my friends didn't just because it depended on what time you got so I got a good time I'm in a double this year can't complain too much um yeah next year I'm trying to be uh, in the dorms again and then probably live off campus senior year it's a solid plan yeah i feel like it's it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to be back in the dorms as somebody who's also no, back like, in the dorms i tell people i'm like i don't have to cook i don't have to like go grocery shopping as someone like out of state not having a car like i don't have to worry about going grocery shopping i don't have to cook i don't have to do dishes i don't have to meal plan i don't have to clean the bathroom um like i don't have to do there's so much that i don't have to do that it's just very nice and then if like anything gets broken it's like someone else is gonna fix it like i don't have to deal with that i don't so it's just like all of those little conveniences are very nice they definitely are yeah i feel like there's there's a lot of trade-offs for living on housing and dorms again but there is a lot of a lot of benefits to it now mm -hmm. i want to dive a little bit into kind of to preface this when did you jump into like your interest in business oh probably like okay originally if you had asked me in like eighth grade freshman year of high school i was gonna major in dietetics and then i wanted to open my own like um private practice so that's where business kind of came in i was like i'm gonna double major dietetics and business um and then i took ap chemistry and i realized i love chemistry but not enough to continue uh like the classes and dietetics to be a dietitian is like heavy on the chemistry heavy on the anatomy and like biology um so i was like oh this is not for me and then i took yearbook and i was the business manager for yearbook for th two years three years um and i just loved like learning about the numbers because like at my high school you had to sell the book uh and so like you we had to do like all these ad campaigns and all this stuff so that was kind of where my interest came in and i knew i did not want to do stem i did not want to do yeah that that like cut out a lot of majors when i yeah so i was like i'll stick with business not doing stem really does narrow your <laughs> options because like i i don't like biology like i don't like it when i say i don't like it like i i liked it at the high school level but i 
wouldn't want to continue it in the like upper level classes i just knew that was not for me i genuinely like i didn't even have to take ap chemistry i just loved honors chemistry so much that i took ap so i was just like but i was done with ap yeah that was not how i felt about chemistry um <laughs> definitely not my vibe i mean i think that i freshman chemistry ap chem was had its own charm but it was definitely not like i could not imagine orgo I just, I couldn't live that life. Yeah, I was like, I, I just, I can't, I, that was just not for me. And like, that was definitely like more of a hobby. And I was like, I love food and I love the way like we interact with food. But I was like, I can learn about that on my own and not have a career in it. So that's where that went. Yeah. Do you still keep that up? Like, do you still think, like, would you work in food business down the line? Probably like not. Maybe like the, I've thought about maybe in like my 60s when I'm like maybe retired, like going to culinary school or something. But just to like have fun, but probably not like in the food science sense. Like I, I will, I like read books about it and like I do a bunch of like, I'll read articles about it as far as like the way like food interacts with our brain and our heart and like all of this different stuff. And I watch documentaries, but past that, I probably wouldn't like go back for any sort of schooling or anything like that. Interesting. That'd be so fun to go to culinary school at like 60. Now that you mentioned that idea, I like that. Because it's like, you don't stop living and it's like, I want to keep learning and I I would, I love cooking. So it's just to learn like the proper techniques and like knife cutting skills and all this stuff would be so much fun that would be really really fun as a as somebody who was who is interested in the food world what do you take on the dining halls um i think last year's food was better than this year's food i always say usually like it's a solid seven out of ten just overall as an average um this year it might be going down to six but it's good it's like i always put it in perspective it's like they're cooking for hundreds of students Mm -hmm. so they're actually doing a really good job and then you just have to find the dining hall you like and look at the menu um so yeah that's that's my take on the food here that's a good take on the food that's great context to carry with the whole thing but i also love all the food workers like i i yes the one like the dining hall right across from our business school and they're like the best like they're just all the best people so i love talking to them and they definitely like are a nice like part of the day for sure they are a delight yeah they're always like so sweet and so nice and yeah it's always i feel like underappreciated for sure Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that was a lot of preface for me to ask the question how do you think that your (laughs) acting background tied into your business experience um well i don't know it was kind of just like a no-brainer um i was like i knew going into college actually that i was not gonna major in like drama or film or theater anything like that I just well film film particular because I I wasn't really interested in becoming like a director of photography that wasn't that's like if I was going to do that I'd probably learn that on the spot I wasn't something that I wanted to be formally trained in um so that kind of cut out film for me and then I did not want to major in drama or like acting or theater or anything like that just because I've been doing it for for like 12 years and I was like I well I understand the importance of some people like finding the importance in getting like classically trained or like going to a conservatory I just didn't see that for myself because I'd been doing it for so long and yeah so I just didn't see that for me so then it was like okay business allowed me the opportunity to stay in the entertainment industry or to pivot and go into whatever field I want um like after graduation I'm planning on actually not going into entertainment I'm planning on working for like a firm and then pivoting back into entertainment but like let's say I work for a firm and I like love that then I don't have to go like I'm not pigeonholed entertainment business allows me to like really choose what I want to do and change at any point in time that is so fair and that is so smart yeah to to have the option and I definitely agree the PBA opens the door for so many things and I think that I think it's cool that you come to Ross 
with the entertainment backing though like 12 years in the business how did that start um how did it start um let's see so i grew up in like uh a little like city in LA County, um, Los Angeles. And so I don't know, I just like grew up, I was kind of just attracted to, I guess, like entertainment. Um, I would just tell my parents, like, I want to do this and do that referring to like, movies or shows or um things of that nature and of course like living in LA like you would get people would come up to you and target and be like do you want to be on the next Disney channel like do you want to be like like all this stuff like all these gimmicky things that are like complete scams like if anyone comes up to you and targets is like do you want to be the next Disney channel star like do not fall for it the most you're gonna pay is like $500 for a workshop and not like do anything and be like a background actor so like you know, you have those people coming up to you. And then, of course, like, you have the kids that, like, every kid I feel like has a phase. Like, I want to be a movie star. And I think my parents thought that at first. But um, it went on for, like, three years. You know, <laughs> I was asking and asking and asking. Like, I want to do this and this and this and this. Um, Like, I have two older siblings. And, like, they already had their schedules, like, set. Like, they already had their routines. But actually, in grade school, one of my best friends growing up, his sister was an actress. And so she had been in a movie with Adam Sandler. And so... So my mom talked to her mom and was like hey like can you just like recommend a class or like something like that so I got into classes through classes I got a manager through my manager I got an agent and it just kind of rolled from there um but it was always viewed as like an extracurricular activity um kind of like if you're playing soccer or if you're doing you know what have you whatever sport after school that was completely how it was viewed school was always my like number one priority and I was like still involved in all of the schools that I went to wow that's really really cool though do you have a highlight of that experience a favorite thing that you worked on or like something <laughs> something funny you still look back on oh my gosh um there's a lot uh I don't know I there's like okay so for one of the commercials I did I walked five no I walked eight animals it was five dogs a pony a llama and a goat and that was like an experience I found out that day I was allergic to llamas um because I did do like a scene where I was like like basically my five forearms were all on like the llama's neck and then I look and I have a rash all over my forearm so that was like no. fun but it was like it was fun like walking them like I had to walk them down a sidewalk and so between having five dogs having a pony try to eat the bushes having a goat at like my calves trying to hook like they're like with their horns like trying to hook your calf and like watching for that plus it was just it was just a time it was a time it was fun um but no like I have so many fun and fond experiences from from acting that it's like really hard to pick um but yeah it was great from like working with my first woman like female director to working on like longer form things it's all been it's all been fantastic that is so cool I need to find this commercial now at some point. <laughs> um, I cannot imagine, yeah, having to walk all those things. And I hope that you are stay a safe distance away from any llamas you encounter in the future. Yeah, because there's just so many running around in Ann Arbor. You it's... never know. You know? Right. <laughs> I feel like the yeah. next thing we're going to get in Ross is like a petting zoo. Um, oh, boy. In, in, the win in the winter garden. Imagine. That would be um, wild. That would be wild. I feel like it's not out of the picture, but... It's really not. It's not. <laughs> M Zoo would be really interesting, actually. Mm. We need M Monorail first, but then we'll get the zoo. Loki, yeah, that was a really good idea. Loki, it should have been pitched in our consulting um, case competition. That's okay. There's more. There's we can just pitch it right to Santa. We can go yeah. up the chain of command. No, I don't even think. I think we have to go like him plus like the Ann Arbor like what is it governor or mayor mayor of Ann Arbor or something like that. Yeah. We'd have to like go with the city because it'd be like a city thing. It can be a city thing. 
So we're starting the movement now. Hashtag M Monorail. Get us in an, get us in the room with Christopher Taylor, the Ann Arbor attorney and politician who has served Ann Arbor since 2014. Um, I've wow. never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> Interesting. Anyways, let's move on to some rapid fire questions. The first of which is, what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody's given to you? Um, don't miss a great opportunity because it's disguised as hard work. That's yeah. really, really good. Who gave you that piece of advice? <laughs> I actually don't know who it was. Uh, my brother did like a summer program and they got a video at the end. And one of the speakers said it and it went on my vision board that year. And I think it's not on my vision board this year, but it's been on like two or three. That is really cool. How do you make vision boards? Oh, vision boards. So vision boards, like, I have one for the school, like, the academic school year, and then I have one for, like, the calendar year. Um, That's a little excessive. But basically, it's, like, for me, I separate it into personal and professional goals. I actually started this. My acting teacher was hardcore into vision boards and, like, all of this stuff. So she started me on that, and then each year I just got better and better. Um, So I, like, separate it into personal and professional goals and, like, stuff in the middle that kind of goes for both. And I just like set goals for the year. Um, and you visually like see it every single day. Like the goal, like the whole point of the board is to put it someplace that you see it every single day. And like, you don't, you can't just look at the board and expect things to happen, but it's like at the end of the year, you can say like, I did this and this and this. And even if something doesn't happen within that calendar year, like they work. Like I've had so many things come true on my board. So I, I greatly believe in vision boards. They're so much fun. They seem so much fun. I, I need to get on that train because I've, I've heard great things but i've just like didn't know where to start so i appreciate just the yeah like just like it. i i think i started you write down like five personal five professional goals and then you find like pictures that like represent those so like what is it like one of the things on my vision board this year is the gmail like logo because i'm i'm horrible with emails and i want to get better so that's like on my board um let's see what's another one i have i have um a, uh, like books like I'll put like the like as the more specific you are the better it is so I have like that I screenshotted like the actual cover of books that I want to read this year um so yeah I just like put it all on my vision board I love it that's so smart what do you have as an ultimate tip for somebody going into college I would say be present um it's very easy on a college campus to kind of just have your headphones in and walk to class and get to class and not talk to anybody and just like do your thing and do x y and z and get it done but i would say like really like intentionally be present like this time goes so fast and in being present you're going to be able to experience things that you wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity like talk to everybody smile at people listen like in the dining hall if you're eating by yourself sometimes it's just fun to listen to what's going on around you or like i know my sister like met one of her best friends because they both sat alone and they both ended up sitting next to each other at the dining hall and then they started talking and so like you never know who you're gonna meet so just be like intentionally present would be my biggest tip and like be open to opportunities and experiences that you might have never expected yeah i think that presentness is so important on a college campus and i i think you in particular are a really really good example of being present and like really seeing everybody around you like i think especially you know every Everybody on in the Ross team and the Ross custodial <laughs> staff and the yes. dining halls and I think that's so cool that you take the time to get to know these people and to have these connections and that's like so fun and special I have to give credit though to my intro to acting teacher Antonio Disla because he we would have to do weekly assignments and some of them like a lot of them were based on like being present and like 
sitting and being active like every class we started with the meditation and just like having that calmness so I really give credit to him because like I, I was present before but I like he taught me how to like channel that and like be intentional with your time so I definitely give credit to my intro to acting teacher Antonio Antonio I should yes. I, I've got to take that class at some point on this campus he is the greatest I love that class I loved like learning from people who had never taken an acting class before it was so much fun yeah, because they bring such fresh eyes to it when you've been kind of a veteran in the, the world for so yeah. long. Yeah, and, like, I didn't tell anybody that I, like, had acted before in that class. It was, like, it was just great to, like, have a, have a, have a blank slate. Yeah, that, that that is definitely really nice. That's a great thing about college in general is you have a blank slate and a really great opportunity to, like, pick and choose what you want to carry over into the new this new life right yeah for sure yeah speaking of starting colleges i'm really curious like what were those expectations going into school i think in particular like what did you expect going to ross before you actually got there i okay here's the thing like everyone asked me like oh like you must have known about ross like, i knew nothing about ross's prestige when i applied all i knew is that ross is a business school at michigan and that's what i wanted to do so i applied and then like after i applied i was like oh wow like this is like kind of a big deal but then I, I like still it didn't realize and then when I got here I was like the, but the moment I actually realized that Ross was like big was when I started working as an ambassador and we hear those conversations about like that the statistics of like who gets in and like you hear all these like backroom conversations about like what goes into making Ross what it is and so coming in as a freshman like my expectation was I wanted to learn from as many people as possible and I didn't want to shut out like any opportunities I came in being like I want to do marketing like that's kind of what I want finance like all that stuff like numbers aren't really my thing type of deal but now it's like I'm looking at maybe going into finance and what I said is like my expectation was I'm gonna listen as much as I can to you know the upperclassmen and people who have been here and teachers and everything and just try to learn like that was my biggest thing is like I just want to learn as much as I can get as much as I can out of Ross take all the opportunities use all the resources because in my head like maybe this is a really businessy thing to do but I'm like how much ROI am I getting out of my my like schooling because like you're paying out like you're paying tuition you're paying all this money you're you know you're spending four years of your life and like in e-com they ask you like why are you here like you you're you're actually like there's a great expense to going to college because like you that's four years of not being able to work so i was like i have to get the biggest return so i was like always just trying to go to all the office hours go to go to everything that was probably my biggest biggest thing is i i just expected to learn coming in yeah, no, that's a really big thing. It's a great expectation to walk into college with. And I'll, I'll second what you say about the like the ambassador conversations. And you're absolutely right. Hearing the talking to the head of admissions at, at the business school and seeing that and seeing like, wow, what does it what it really takes to come in here? I'm in that I was in that same boat as you were like Ross was a business school in Michigan for the longest time. And Michigan, like U of M was a school in Michigan. It was, yeah. you know, and, and like I knew it was probably the best school in Michigan based on my definition of that. But, like, hearing the people who come up to you and they're in early high school, people who talk about, like, yeah, people who are in since seventh grade have been trying to get into the school. That really opens your eyes, too, to, like, what you have in front of you. And, like, the fact that we're here, like, you got to do something about that. Yeah, and I, I also think, like, yeah, you know, I mean, I knew how we were ranked because, like, obviously when you're doing research for colleges, like, you, yeah. you see the rankings of schools. But it's just, like, I had no idea. My The only reason Michigan was even on my, like, I also didn't realize how big Michigan was, not in the sense of students here, but in the sense of like globally and the fact that we like the largest living alumni network and that like everywhere you go, someone is going to say go blue to you 
or yeah they're just gonna say go blue so it's just like i didn't realize like michigan's not just like a school that's really good in america it's like a global school we're ranked globally and so i think that's just like the coolest thing ever i completely agree it is like the coolest thing ever it's such a cool thing to get to to be a part of that world and you're right Mm -hmm. like it's it's more massive than i ever could have thought it could have been and like that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What is a dorm room essential? Is it a handheld vacuum? And is there anything <laughs> outside of a handheld vacuum? Okay. I don't know if a handheld vacuum is an essential, but I mean, it's like pretty great. It's pretty high up on the list, but let's see a dorm room essential. Definitely like, okay. An easy answer is obviously a power strip, but actually I would say, especially if you, if you have like roommates or just live with anybody, a sleep mask. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know last year, this year, like I sleep in my sleep mask all the time just be if you're napping during the day and it's light outside the blinds here are not blackout or if you like chances are you're gonna have a different sleep schedule than your roommate like it's just gonna be different no matter what um so like having that opportunity just to like be able to sleep if there's any sort of fight or whatever going on i don't know like dorm room essential yeah i guess that's it because every dorm room's different like that's the thing with michigan like the stuff i'm using this year for my dorm versus last year is completely different really like what what changed what did you get rid of my room well my room is so much smaller this year Mm -hmm. um so and also last year i had my own bathroom so i don't have to clean a bathroom um but it's just like it's just different it's just like the layout's different the clo- like the closet like i like it i like both rooms but it's just like figuring out the space and what you need um it's just different yeah yeah no you're absolutely right the dorms shift a lot like there's a lot of variety put into like where you live and how that affects everything i am curious is there a moment from high school that you still think about uh let's see high school that came to michigan there was two of us that like two other girls that graduated in my class that came here and then another kid who's on the baseball team who he like he went to my high school but he transferred out in the middle Mm -hmm. um so i guess like three other people went here but i don't really see them um if i see them i I like i say hi but um i I still do talk to a few people from high school yeah um and then i have like friends from grade school too that i call back home that's nice do you have have any any, like memories like any of those just like really distinct high school moments that you still kind of think about to this day oh my gosh uh oh my there's so many let's see there's like a lot because like my high school was kind of smaller um there was about 800 kids total um which i know might be big for some people but that was small for the area i grew up in mm-hmm. um a distinct memory Ooh, there's so much that happened um let's see i really don't um this was technically before i even got into high school but it was with the high school basketball team that like i went to um so we were playing for the state or we were playing for CIF championship. Um, and we were playing against Chino Hills at Long Beach College. Chino Hills, that's really the Ball Brothers went. We were playing against the Ball Brothers and we beat them. And I was like there for that. I think I was in seventh grade when this happened. Um, and that was like a really fun memory. And like a lot of the basketball players, I think one of them um, is now with the nba um in one of their leagues and so it was just like a really fun time like the whole student section was there like a whole like school was there like everyone was just so for our basketball team and i just i love that so much i love like seeing everyone there but i'm trying to think of like something that happened in high school that that was like super there's i I, when i tell you i was involved in high school like i was on yearbook for three years i had a club there starting freshman year i had green team which was like our environmental club I was an ambassador in high school. I um, 
yeah, I was like, I was, in, I did cross country. I did track. I don't know. I that was like wild. not. Yeah. yeah. That's wild that your high school had ambassadors. I think it's cool, but like, that's so funny. Well, it was because like, uh, like the high school I went to, like we had to recruit students. Yeah. So um, like public high schools, you, you don't recruit students. Like the students just go. It's a, it's like a, the system's flipped. Mm-hmm. So we had, but like we also, um, we did like outreach events, kind of like what we do at Ross, just at a smaller scale. Like I was speaking to, I think the most parents I spoke to was probably like, I was on a Zoom with maybe 80 parents and like the principal and the vice principal and one of the deans. And no it was me way. and another ambassador. And we were like answering questions and like doing all this stuff. It was fun, but it was like, it was a different time for sure. It is a different time for sure. I always wanted to be a public high school ambassador for my school because I shadowed before I actually went to this high school. And I was always like waiting for the person to shadow me. Mm-hmm. That never came. But in terms of like a family with like younger kids, like coming into the system, I would like be in the hallway and be like, I just stop and give him like a spiel. Oh, um, yeah. Which was just so fun. I did shadowing too. I was yeah. like the person that did shadows. So it was just like, it was a time. It was a time. Actually, wait, let's see. High school memory. There has to be one. That's so hard. There's so many that I, I right. literally cannot choose. There's like so I, many. And then for us, there's also like COVID for like half of it, which makes everything else kind of wonky around it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I like that basketball story a lot. I think that just like the camaraderie and the power around school sports, especially like when you have a big win like that is so And like cool. at that year, we were number two in the state, I believe, and like number five in the country. Don't quote me on those numbers, but we were like, we were really, we were a really great basketball team. And we still are. Um, our school is like known for, for basketball, for sure. I'm going to quote you on those numbers. I'm going <laughs> to do it. You can't stop me. Everyone like from my class is going to come after me, like all the players that played. All the players, all the current ambassadors, like you're leaving, you're sending the wrong info. Um, that's the wrong information. No, that's so cool though. Like to our high school sports teams, some of them were f- great. I remember our football team was like, had its, had its moments, had its lesser moments. We're apparently on a seven game winning streak at the moment though. And wow. I'm like, go trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to see, I'm going to their game on Friday and I'm actually really hyped to go and like see them play. So nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, Vivica, what song would you add to a school survival playlist? There's so many amazing songs that are hard to pick from. Um, Okay, so every day going to high school, pretty much, my mom would drive me and we would listen to, um, this is going to sound so bad, we would listen to Somebody Kill Me by Adam Sandler from The Wedding Singer. Now, before you look at the title, this song is from a movie. It's a comedy. It's with Drew Barrymore. It's called The Wedding Singer. It's set in the 80s. What have you. Adam Sandler sang this song. Now, you would not expect much from Adam Sandler, but he has some pipes. And this song, it just hit everything. If you were mad, if you were angry, even if you were happy, like it was the greatest day ever, this song just hit and it was my most played song for three years in a row um but that's like a fun answer let's see a school survival playlist that's so hard like what vibe are we going for happy sad any of them there's a song from every guest on here i added somebody kill me already because i think that's so good um <laughs> it's the ha- it's the best song like also it's, it's just so great it's yeah it's, i love that song so much like the titles in here there's so many like that though there's so many like pump it up like the the big house pump it up is the first one because rashika there's like karma there's scenes from an italian restaurant there's holding out for a hero there's cake's version of i will survive (laughs) all things must pass 
Good News by Marcus Miller. There's Confident by Demi Lovato. Hard Times by Paramore. Doses and Mimosas. Like, literally everything and anything is on this show. Tangled's on okay, here. Yeah. That was, like, my high school song. So I'm going to give you a college song. Let me see. Please do. Because, like, I, I don't even... I have not listened to that song this year. And that's sad, but... That's okay. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a song. This is so hard. Um school survival song. That makes it sound like you're surviving school. Like I mean, sort of. Just Yeah. yeah just a little that bit. Comes to, whatever whatever that means. The the song that you would put on the definitive college academic playlist. The song that got you through a period of college. I'm like looking at my playlist right now because like I listen I'm so excited for Spotify Rap to come out because I listen Same. to music all of the time. Um I think I've listened to like two albums, three albums just today. Okay, so like if I'm gonna do a song, it might be a Linkin Park song. But they're so like, they have such sad titles, but I swear they're not sad. You don't make them sad. You already have somebody <laughs> kill me. So you have a step up from that. I see like, no, like, ah, I'm sorry. I'm like looking through, I'm literally looking through all of my, my playlists. I know, it's a hard question. I don't know what I would answer if I asked myself. Okay, maybe, mm, yeah, I'll go with this. Okay, my song, my official song uh, for School Survival Playlist is Beast from Southpaw, like the remix. Um, it's by Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard in Busta Rhymes. And I love that song. It's, I haven't seen the movie actually, but the song hits. It gets you hype. Because sometimes you just need to get hype for, for work and for, for work. classes. Get so hyped to give those my toys. no you have to remind yourself like i'm an academic weapon i'm a beast like yeah i can get this done so that's my official song that's a great official song i, I need to listen to it. i'll listen to both of them after this episode see i'll listen to the first one and i'll get absolutely turned up for the ha- handleman lecture yeah um i'll be going beast mode sending people to their seats It'll be fun. Now, last question of the show, Vivica. What would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman self in college? Like, they can be two different answers. In high school? I don't actually know. Maybe, like... Probably just, like, don't stress out. Um, Mm -hmm. I did a lot in high school. Like, I was very... Between acting and classes and all the activities I did at the school... Probably just, like, don't stress out. Like, just chill. Just just ride the wave sometimes. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, like, very simple. But for high school, I, I would say that. For college, I would say... Go to bed. <laughs> that's what I would tell myself. Go to bed. Yeah. Um, I... I, you know, people like are, are, uh, amnivert, like they can use both hands. I think that's the word. Um, I'm like that, but with like my sleep schedule, I can be a night owl and I can be a morning person. And I found out freshman year, I was indeed a night owl. Well, I didn't find out. I just became a night owl. And so I would just say, go to bed because classes don't care if you're a night owl. You still have to get there at 830. So go to bed. Sleep is important. Our brains are still developing until we're 25. So go to bed and sleep. There's that di- diagenetics anatomy knowledge right there. <laughs> no. No. No, just like 
Our brains are not done developing. Until no, they're we're not. No, Sam so Anderson sweet. needs you in that 8.30 accounting. I need to tell it to myself no, every morning. No, I... I look forward to going to that class actually every day. I'm so happy that's the class I have at 8.30 because I actually understand what we're learning and I like it. I am glad. I think I would have understood this morning if I was awake. Um, I was there. I was awake, but like there's multiple definitions of the word. Half the battle is just getting there. So It is. That was my battle this morning. I was power walking through the log blood into Ross, checking my clock like, do I have to start? I leave my dorm now 10 minutes before class starts and somehow still get there on time. So sometimes I leave it for five minutes before and I somehow still get there on time. So that's it the all beauty. It all yes. works out. Well, this all worked out, Vivica. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so Thank glad you for having me. to have you on, to talk to another ambassador, to continue to, to vibe about all things Ross and all things college. Do you have anything to plug, share, promote that you want to send people to? go to bed (laughs) go to bed (laughs) go to bed um no actually i don't actually have anything to plug actually wait no i don't have anything to plug no i don't no nothing nothing uh i'm just here riding the wave that is what i'm doing riding the wave i'll plug our podcast stuff if you want to find us our instagram is at stucopod our email is stucopod at gmail.com those are all the big things that you need to know about us. Thank you for listening to another episode. Vivica, any other parting words before we head out? Just don't miss a great opportunity because it's this guy's hard work. That's what I'll say. Absolutely. Wish you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors. The Student Council is adjourned. <laughs>